0: Stops, everything stops. Nothing left in the fountain. Nobody wants paper money, son, so you just will stop counting. Can you break the horse? Can you light the fire? What's that? I beg your pardon. You best start thinking where your food comes from, and I hope you tend a good garden. Getting down on the mountain, getting down on the mountain. Don't wanna be around when the shit goes down. I'll be getting down on the mountain. And the truck don't run. Don't come have a hard time finding petrol water ain't running in the city no more do you hold in precious metal
1: can you get the fish can- Oh, I need to figure out a way to fade that out Still learning this technology folks, but uh welcome back. uh hope you're having a great week. Hope you had a good weekend um recorded on Saturday with uh with Tyler Flake. That was fun watching the it was uh not live. Um I mean we watched it, but the uh, the roadie had already happened. But anyhow, it was uh it was a lot of fun. I uh, enjoyed that. Um this episode is going to be a little more of a downer, but I'm going to try to try to make you laugh here and there. Um I uh yeah, I've been I've been following the news quite a little bit and um and not just here. There's a lot of shit going on here that uh concerns me a lot, you know, with with pretty good reason, I I think. Um but I do I do this I do think there's a lot of stuff going on um throughout the world that is uh alarming to say the least and um yeah, I think we're headed to war um i got, i'm not i'm not 100 percent convinced but i'm pretty sure pretty sure um you know i don't i don't wish it at all um i think that's i think it's a bad bad plan but uh it seems to be seems to be where we're headed and mm, you know I guess we, we could start off um with, with the good news. Like we'll, we'll start we'll start with some good news just so, so we would just ease into this situation. Um Brittany Griner is back, baby. She is back and we only had to give up the merchant of death for her, The Lord of War himself. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Lord of War with Nicolas Cage, best actor uh, in in my generation, hands down. Um, with uh, I mean, just classics after classic after classic. Um. Anyway, the guy that he played in that movie that sold all the the former, you know, all, all the weapons to all these different war zones uh, across the world, and and most of the time he was selling to weapons to people on both sides. And he was selling weapons for the U.S. government because they they couldn't be seen in there. Then he was probably selling with the Russians because they couldn't be seen in the, you know, having a hand in this conflict or another. And the meanwhile, this dude was just raking in cash, um, doing a very dangerous job, um, you know, no doubt, um, but raking in cash. And well... Russia's got him back now, and we got Brittany Griner, and I think we came out ahead, because I'll tell you why. This is for you, Dan Gibbon, one of uh, and Dan and uh and and Pava, I'll get one for you here later on. I'm sure one will will come up, but uh they're they're at the big swinging swinging Richard level uh, on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Burning Daylight, and they get a sponsored dick joke of the week, so. I think we came out ahead on this Brittany Griner trade. So if you remember back here oh, a couple months ago whenever <clears throat> we had that Russian propaganda video, you know, like time to move to Russia. You know, cheap energy. Uh traditional values. Christianity. No cancel culture. And you know, they they've been uh um well i guess speaking of this uh this russian arms dealer we'll uh we'll go ahead and put a little story about him up um he uh he is now i guess he's joined an ultra nationalist party in in russia uh the liberal mocra
0: Demo- <coughs>
1: excuse me the liberal democratic party <laughs> And um, he there was there was a um, there was some interview with him um, on Russian state media um, and he was talking about the U.S. and and how he brought up the whole the trans and LGBTQ stuff uh, and, and how it was destroying society, he thought. And I think that Russia missed a absolutely golden opportunity to, well, to kind of dunk on us for for this, uh, the trans stuff. You know, I think, I think they, I mean, this is, this is a, a gal who, she was, she was sentenced to 10 years in a Russian penal colony, so the gulag essentially it might not have been in in siberia but a gulag nonetheless now, it's probably a nicer gulag than than back in the soviet days just since you know they they have markets there now so i mean that that's that's a plus uh it's not just not everything is um is run by the state i mean most of it but there there is some private enterprise there and it's not not so private but it there it does run off of markets uh somewhat so i i would think it it, compared to the soviet days it's probably probably pretty cushy and um so maybe maybe not i'm not sure but either way with all of like the russian fuckery that goes on like all the experiments that they do not that we don't i mean Dr. Fauci still hasn't told us how COVID got out of Wuhan yet. Um, Son of a bitch. It was so windy here the other day, and I'm still like it was Saturday. I think. Yeah, Saturday. I'm still just blowing shit dust out of my nose from from then. Uh, So. You have a chance you got this six foot ten um black lesbian basketball player. She's she's an Amazon uh of a woman. She is feisty. She's lesbian. I mean she's got a a chip on her shoulder, her extremely tall shoulder. She can dunk, kinda. And she's she's pretty athletic. Pretty damn athletic. Like one of the most athletic women basketball players of all time yeah pretty athletic for a la- for a lady they could have souped her up with so much testosterone um sewed uh like a just a monster cock on her and and then i don't know what kind of what size of tits she's got but i mean like shoot those babies up too and make her like the ultimate russian warrior and have her like this amazon goddess leading you know with what but with a giant you know hammercock leading troops on uh onto the battlefield that russia could have done that you know they have the capability they could have just let the you know the marine guy out that's been there for four years i mean like are they tired of feeding him yet they could have just let him out and spent money on britney and made her into a super warrior that was a huge missed opportunity and i think we should capitalize send Brittany Griner to the navy seals right now like i mean i mean maybe let her get some some weight some meat back on her bones i'm sure the borscht over there was uh, a little subpar for her liking but um you know let her let her get some some uh some good food in her let her uh you know manhandle her her uh her wife like she's done in the past you know i'm sure share a lot of pent up sexual rage going on there and um and then send her to the navy seals and train her into do what russia didn't do sew a giant dick on her give her some big fake titties and a bunch of testosterone caffeine maybe some horse tranquilizer and jujitsu lessons and hell give her the neuralink. The the one that that um caused Elon's monkeys to like bite their hand off. Like tweak that chip a little bit. So she's not chewing her own hand off, but somebody else's. And then you can like program it with AI so that even if she chews the wrong person's hand off, it learns from that. And then it only chews off Russian hands or Iranian hands or something of the sort. I don't know. Either way, Putin missed out on that one, really missed out. Um, but all jokes aside, I'm glad she's back. I guess. Um, I don't know. I it's one of those things that <sighs> I really feel bad for for old Brittany Griner. She she got caught up in a shitstorm of what I believe is gonna gonna be the next world war uh i mean she's she's going to play ball in russia because nobody watches women's basketball here in in the united states so she plays in the wnba makes i don't know half a million a year maybe um which is still a lot of money a lot of money but compared to what lebron's making fuck dude ridiculous so she goes over to Russia because they pay better over there uh, and plays in the offseason uh, like a lot of people do. Uh, a lot of women play overseas in the offseason because it just pays a lot better. Hard, hard, to, hard to look down on them for that. She gets caught with a vape pen in her bag in the Moscow airport and gets detained right in the middle of this whole russia ukraine nonsense and um, now she has just been a political pawn for the last nine ten months or whatever supposedly it was a it was a a vape cartridge full of cannabis oil never did uh specify whether it was cbd or THC or whether it was even actually hers or if it was planted there by uh Russian state police who the fuck knows this is Russia we're talking about and also she's a uh black lesbian woman basketball player it's not that far out of the realm of possibility that she smokes a little weed and she's uh she's younger than me so she's uh she's hip to the vapes so it's not out of the line of possibility that yeah that that was hers <laughs> but it is russia you know got to take that into account and like yeah they they've done some shady shit just like uh like every other government in the world but Russia's particularly egregious i mean you can look into any of the any of the horrific starvations and purges and stuff that went on through soviet russia it was uh not a not a great place to live if you weren't in the the highest spheres of, of power uh, in the Soviets but even in even then uh sometimes communism just got gotcha. you. it just tends to get you that old communism so anyway i i know a lot of people are pissed off at her cuz she uh how oh, disrespected the flag or whatever um no, what what I think she she had requested the the national anthem not to be played because she was uh offended or something which is um dumb really dumb fuck fuck fucking stupid but i, I don't know i don't find anything particularly egregious about it and And particularly the backlash of uh people like like ah, just let her let her rot over there nah, I don't know she she's still American right i mean we're we're kind of kind of halfway supposed to be on the same team and i i don't i mean i honestly I'd be kind of pissed if they uh if they you know even if they arrested Hillary Clinton in Russia i mean I don't like the bitch but you can't, you can't do that, Russia. Like, fuck off. Don't, don't be, don't be pulling these. I mean, Hillary'd be a little more understandable, a lot more understandable than, than Brittany Griner. But like to pull a civilian in that—that that was a—that was a pretty low blow on the, on on Russia's part. And so yeah, I'm I'm glad they got her back. It was a terrible trade, but, I mean. <laughs> i don't know i guess the at least she's back i mean that i don't care how bad somebody's speech and uh, opinion hurts your feelings like to wish a russian penal colony colony on them is uh seems a bit harsh i ain't that i don't know if i've ever been that pissed off at somebody to to wish that upon them not somebody that i knew anyways and and particularly not somebody that i just saw on the tv um that made me mad so um yeah i don't i don't understand quite so much that the the backlash uh, against her uh, especially when the grand scheme of things she's just she plays in the fucking WNBA. nobody watches it anyway so i don't know what to be all that upset about so uh Good thing she's back and and on um, I guess on a you know more important point that on that is to get that done, the Secretary of State and the Russian foreign minister had to at least speak to each other, which that's a good thing um, it's it's a very basic first step of diplomacy is to sit down and talk. Whether they sat down and talked to each other or not, I don't know, but they did have some sort of communication and to get this thing through and so yeah, them two talking to each other is better than them not uh i would I would assume so there there's a silver lining and all that, and also she's home, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh you see see this uh Russian arms dealer selling a bunch of weapons uh back into ukraine to be used against russia because uh the dude is a money maker uh he's a capitalist i don't he's a he's a fucking arms dealer i don't i don't think he's uh hardcore well they said he joined the you know the ultra nationalist party but i I think that guy's just out, out for the money um we'll see who knows but to explain even further why i believe that we're going to war um we started off um talking about russia ukraine because that's that's the most um that that'd be your odds-on favorite i suppose as to where this is all gonna this is all gonna pop off so you've got western europe over here uk germany uh sweden i'm not good at running the google earth but you got ukraine down here um and in particular let's go down to the black sea there we go um so this you got the crimean peninsula here uh and then you've got fighting over in this part of ukraine so uh you got um, where's there we go Luhansk Donetsk uh Zaporizhia and then uh where is Kherson I believe it's over here maybe Yeah th- yeah Kherson over here so essentially since the start of this war Russia has annexed here um here here and here so there's still kind of a region yeah yeah so they got they got essentially they got a land bridge going from mainland russia over to um to crimea they they were all the way up in where was, where was curse on the the city but it was, it was over this this river so curse on the city over here but now they are back on this side um after they they kind of annexed this it's it kind of ground to a uh, stalemate um one of the big escalations was over this little bridge right here which uh connects crimea to the russian mainland uh Ukrainian special forces blew that up with a truck. Um, didn't completely destroy the bridge, but it did a lot of damage. And that was the main thoroughfare for them to to move equipment across uh, into Crimea and then supply these southern regions, as well as going. You know, they had they've got stuff over in here uh, going through Luh- uh, Luhansk and, and Donetsk. I hate trying to pronounce all these Russian names um, and Ukrainian names. But anyways, it's a, kind of a stalemate. And then shit really kind of kicked up once Ukraine started firing into Russia proper. So all this shit over here um, and then this bridge. Uh Russia annexed Crimea back in 2014, 2018. It was was 2014, I believe. And um, the world hasn't really recognized it, but they kind of just allowed it to be. They still consider it part of Ukraine, but they're not real, I guess, married to the idea. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah sorry about that i i recorded a whole episode and my microphone was on mute so that that was neat um but anyway this this bridge is definitely russian territory russian russia built it whatever is one of like vladimir putin's uh shining achievements or whatever in response russia pounded ukraine with uh missile strikes that um took out a lot of their energy infrastructure, the, you know, the power plants, the, the electrical grid, things of that nature, um, total war type shit, which uh, the U.S. has not really waged since um, World War II, and something I don't know that the, the American public really has the stomach for. But if they do, um, or if they don't, uh, they're gonna have to find the stomach for it. Um, if this ship pops off, because if we, if we get into a conflict with with Russia, it's not gonna be pretty. You can ask the Germans and the Poles and um, any number of countries that that got conquered by Germany for a short time there in uh, in World War Two the third Reich didn't last long but boy they caused a lot of damage so um, if you look at Ukraine and Ru- so Russia's over here you got Belarus which is uh, a big big ally of, of Russia kind of a kind of a puppet government of the Kremlin um, you got Poland over here Moldova is um, You know not too far from from crimea over here and and there's a there's an area in moldova that is um heavily russian speaking or or ethnic russian and um putin's got his sights set set on moldova as well um and then you've got romania over here so poland and romania both have i don't know how many troops i don't know how many Uh, units uh, whether it's divisions or what or or regiments or whatever the well the 101st Airborne is a division so you got elements of the 101st in Poland and Romania both Um, (coughs) we're sending a lot more troops up into uh, I think Estonia and Lithuania Um we're we're really ramping up our troop presence in uh in europe Uh, yeah now you had the the little deal the other day when a ukrainian missile landed in polish territory killed a couple polish citizens um the ukrainians blamed it on russia initially and then had to walk that back and uh, when it was found out it was one of their own uh you know like anti <coughs> um what would anti-aircraft or anti-missile missiles it was uh something that they they fired to try to uh, you know slow down the missile onslaught from from russia landed in poland um and then you had the ukrainian president and their foreign minister um shrieking to nato to try to try to step in and uh and escalate this thing which is not not a good idea for for anyone particularly ukraine like ukraine's gonna get hit the hardest in in any of this this nonsense so it's um you've got finland and sweden uh getting getting set to join nato um you know, Finland shares a border with Russia. Sweden's not that far over. <laughs> yeah. You got the Black Sea, which is where the um, the Nord Stream pipeline goes through uh, over here into, into Germany. Germany, the other day, had a had a coup attempt, to try to throw overthrow the government. Apparently, twenty five people were arrested on. Um, in conjunction with this plot uh and the goal was to to storm the it's not the Reichstag anymore uh, but it's the Bundestag and and then they were gonna install uh Kaiser Heinrich the eighth or something like that was it some member who uh, of help. Well, <laughs> I would say he was a member of the the German royalty, like the the old Prussian royalty, but he wasn't really. He was like the the German royalty hasn't had in, any powers for over a hundred years, but this it was it was called the it was. Alright, we're back. Um, I don't know what happened on that one, but I think uh my, my audio is still good here? I think so. Yeah, we're good. All right. Well anyway. Um this Reichsberger movement did not get very far. They uh they got arrested. And um but even though this seemed like it was uh, a big old nothing Reichsburger,
2: so oh, slow. There we are. Um, so even though these.
1: Uh, the 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 beer hall Putsch, um, you know, which is a failed coup attempt, um, and well, they tried again and they they succeeded for a while, anyways. So the more you see these high energy prices in Germany, and um, and the more this this war in ukraine slogs on um according to both um sources within the the department of defense and then um there was a a video from the eu president the other day uh maybe i can pull that up that uh According to, to the DOD, Russia has, has uh lost about a hundred thousand troops killed and wounded. Um, which is it's a lot. It's a lot. But so have the Ukrainians. Um you know, I think Russia is somewhere in the the ballpark of like three to four times bigger than um, bigger than Ukraine and yeah let me here we go I got this this video make sure my my audio is good and we'll we'll pop this on the screen you know. Have been more than one hundred thousand Ukrainian military officers have been killed so far. More than one hundred thousand Ukrainian military officers. One one hundred thousand, um, and then about that about that same amount on on the Russian side. So big time numbers, meat grinder over there and And the more and more this goes on the the more and more it escalates. So now we have, in response to um, Russia bombarding all the energy infrastructure in Ukraine, Ukraine has started launching drones over into Russian territory, and not just like the new regions that uh, that Putin you know annexed um so if we go um, all right so we got the Kherson region Zaporizhia Donetsk Luhansk that's where that's where the main fighting is those are the four regions that that Russia formally annexed um earlier this year um due to a, a big Ukrainian counteroffensive. They've pushed the the Russians out of this area over here and back uh, across the. I think that's the Dnieper, 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 Dnieper River, something like that. <coughs> and um, so, in response to to the to the missile attacks these drone attacks have been launched into Russia proper like not even these regions here and according to let me find that that article but where was that um here we go I uh, sent this to to rush or to to Aaron the other day. And uh, this is why the main reason why I think um, we're going to war A- and this is the reason why I think it's probably going to be in Europe. Just If you look at the troop buildup, all the shit that's gone down. But now the Pentagon, this is from the Times of London. Um, Pentagon gives Ukraine uh, green light for drone strikes strikes inside Russia. The Pentagon has given a tacit endorsement of Ukraine's long-range attacks on targets inside Russia after Putin's multiple missile strikes against Kiev's critical infrastructure. Um, Since the daily assaults on civilians began in October, the Pentagon has revised its threat assessment of the war in Ukraine. Crucially, this inv- includes new judgments about whether armed shipments uh, to Kiev might lead to a military confrontation between Russia and NATO. Um, this represents a significant development in the nine-month war uh, between Ukraine and Russia, with Russia, with Washington now likelier to supply Kiev with longer-range weapons. We're still using the same escalori- escalatory calculations, but the fear of it... a source told the times it's different now this is because the calculus of the war has changed as a result of the suffering and the brutality the ukrainians are being subjected to by the russians washington is now less concerned that the new long-range strikes inside russia could lead to dramatic escalation uh moscow's revenge attacks have to date all involved conventional missile strikes against civilian targets previously the Pentagon was warier of Ukraine attacking Russia because it feared the Kremlin would retaliate with tactical nuclear weapons or by targeting uh, neighboring NATO nations so now they think because um, well they haven't hit Poland yet and they haven't hit Ukraine with a nuke yet um, they're probably not gonna do it. So we're just gonna all right. Go ahead, Ukraine, forge ahead and start shooting uh into Russia, which is what they've been doing. So they've within the last week or so they've launched airstrikes or drone strikes on uh air bases. Um one of the bases was like three to four hundred miles inside of Russia, like long way in there and a couple others um with like a you know about 100 miles uh inside Russia but this is like not in the disputed territories at all this is Russia proper and luckily those were not american made drones they were like old soviet era drones that are kind of kind of like the Iranian Kamikaze drones i mean I, I don't know a whole lot about them but uh, essentially I, I think when they go to to deliver their payload like that's it like if, if they're if they're delivering a bomb that that thing's not coming back and you know not like our drones where which ukraine wants by the way uh i think it's like the gray eagles you we'll pull up that article that um that you that uh Vladimir Zelensky, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, on Monday addressed a group of seven and asked for natural gas and more advanced weaponry, including fighter jets, tanks, and long-range missiles. After the meeting, G7 leaders, uh, leaders released a joint statement reaffirming they will support Ukraine for as long as it takes. And. Uh, yeah they were can't can't find that uh article but i they were they were wanting one of our drones systems in particular that uh can stay stay in the air for like uh over a day i think like twenty five hours or something like that and has uh has a range of like two hundred and fifty miles which is like that's that's enough to damn near strike Moscow from from certain parts of of Ukraine I think Um, either way that I mean 250 miles that's that's quite a ways and the drones that we they want of ours uh, you can put hellfire and um, I forget what the other missile um, that you can that you can mount on there and fire from there (coughs) that's um, that's not a great thing when we're staring down the barrel of um, nuclear war. So now we're considering giving them uh, these longer range weapons because we just assume that Putin will not respond with a nuke or on NATO countries. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know how much I would count on it, but maybe. Um also along those same lines, the the United States and NATO countries have essentially drained their ammunition stockpiles, particularly of um artillery shells. Uh the way this war is going in Ukraine, they're I can't remember exactly how many artillery shells they were using. But I know it was something along the lines of either they would use in one day or maybe one week the same number of artillery shells that uh, that they would use in Afghanistan uh, in a whole month. So it, I mean, it's a lot more a lot more artillery shelling, a lot more like a lot, lot more expensive uh, in that aspect and now the the more and more you send this more advanced uh weaponry over there not only does it get more expensive and it escalates the the conflict but also it gives russia a chance to capture some of those weapons and uh reverse and engineer it and fortify their own military that's what we we would do that's what we, we both sides of this this whole conflict um, the two big ones, anyway, Russia and U.S. We've been stealing shit from each other for years and, and re- reverse engineering it. I mean, we we got a freaking... I can't remember what country he was from in the Middle East. Um, might have been Libyan, maybe. Um, we got him to defect and steal a fucking MiG and fly it over to... Uh, to one of our bases and then we were able to you know reverse engineer that and make our our uh, fighter jets better and whatnot but how son of a bitch um it's just kind of the name of the game i guess Uh, you, you steal shit back and forth from each other and the best way for them not to steal it from us over there is to not send it over there but that's too little too late on that that end, so anyhow, we've depleted all of our not all of our but like I think we're running pretty seriously low on on our ammunition depot, and uh NATO countries have essentially drained theirs as well, sending it to Ukraine. We've actually spent more money, maybe I said this earlier, maybe it was on the the episode I recorded that didn't record i don't know i can't remember but so i'll say it again we've spent more money than russia has on this war and russia is the invader we have spent so much money and it's not slowing down at all um and then not to even just focus on russia completely if we go over to the east a little ways we've got we've got a situation over here in uh, in Asia and it's not real real handy either so you've got Japan over here you got North Korea over here not too far away from each other North Korea Pyongyang and then Tokyo is where is it it's over over here somewhere Tokyo right there there you go Pyongyang to Tokyo um mind you you know um North Korea has weapons that are capable of capable of hitting like Guam and and Hawaii and maybe yeah so you got Hawaii over here, and I think maybe they can they can hit California with their their ICBMs, and they've been just firing missiles left and right over the past couple of months, just uh, stirring up some shit. So you got that, and then you got this cool little situation over here, uh, Taiwan. If uh, you remember back in history, post uh, World War II, after the the Japanese got nuclear bombed and, and, uh, gave up like a bunch of pussies. Um, we were left dealing with the shit show aftermath of China, which part of it used to be a, uh, a British colony, Hong Kong over here. Um, and I don't know, there's, uh, like there's a whole sordid history, um, uh, with, with, uh, China and Korea and all, all these all these Asian countries and and uh, colonialism. Uh, but essentially after after World War II uh, even though you know India and a lot of a lot of Asia was colonized by by Britain and France they were too fucked up after the war to be able to to do much about it. The only only countries that really had, had any sort of might left was us and the Soviet Union, yeah, but in particular us because we didn't get invaded, we didn't have to fight off the Nazi army on our own soil, and uh, we didn't have to dump 12 million troops <laughs> into that conflict. We, we sacrificed a lot but nowhere near as much as russia did so therefore we came out way on the better end of the deal and uh so here we are in china after we drove out uh the japanese bombed the absolute bejesus out of them and then went ahead and nuked them twice um we got china just uh simmering over here and this big civil war breaks out between Mao Zedong and the communists and Chen- Chiang Kai-shek and the nas- the nationalist Chinese army well the communists being the the great promisers of everything that they are they promised all the things and uh, they ended up winning that civil war and Chiang Kai-shek and the nationalists he uh, they tuck their tails and run And they head over here to the island of Taiwan, where they've essentially been their own country, um, just not uh, just not recognized by the rest of the world, I guess. And um, so it's always been kind of like, yeah, sure, Taiwan, you're you're your own thing. But we have a one China policy, meaning that there's only one China. There's not Chinese Taipei. There is China, and that's it. And um, the key thing about China in this this day and age is they manufacture manufacture like eighty five percent of the world's semiconductors and microchips that um, we use in all of these uh, electronic devices that we have, whether it's your phone, your earbuds, your pickup, your laptop your fucking instapot all this shit that it uses microchips and almost all of them are made in taiwan so it's not um it's not a huge stretch to see why china might want to go ahead and take taiwan back um and there has been a lot of talks between uh the u.s and china so that's a good thing uh you know, regardless of what all the we don't negotiate with terrorists type people tell you, like ah, dialogue is good. Sometimes it doesn't go anywhere. Sometimes it does. But uh, to de-escalate something of this this level, like man, you've got to be able to to talk to people and um, and figure that shit out. So now we'll go back to the west a little bit not full on in the west but you know meanwhile you still got china here you got india here and the, there's this big border between india and china and there there's always skirmishes about going on around there um myanmar which used to be burma right over here um they have got a lot of a lot of political strife going on in their country um Pakistan and India hate each other um real bad they don't like each other at all um, and they both got nukes so that that's that's neat um yeah, so they're always fighting with each other Iran you know u s hates Iran well the u s government hates Iran for not given up their oil to the british in 1950 the 1950s so they overthrew i believe it was the first and well the first in the arab world the first democ- uh, democratically elected uh president um but uh, the first one in iran for sure it might have been the first in the muslim world i can't remember but anyway we've always had a beef with them ever since that um they're they're in the news a lot israel hates them israel's over here um in this little this little area here um they they've got a they share a border with syria they're launching airstrikes in syria on an increasing basis um they've been bombing syria for quite some time they you know syrian and israel lob bombs back and forth at each other all the time um you got turkey who just suffered a uh suffered a uh, a terrorist bombing in istanbul uh here a couple weeks ago they're blaming the kurdistan region of uh of syria and uh in this group called the, like the PKK, I think. I don't know what that stands for. But essentially they're Sunni Muslims and they control this, uh, let's see, Kurdistan. There we go. So this, mm Kurdistan, Syria. All right. All right. So you have this region up in here in northern Syria that the borders up against turkey that's essentially essentially a an autonomous region within within syria um run by the kurds turkey's blaming them for for bombing istanbul um you know you got this little peninsula that connects um essentially the middle east to to europe going from you know turkey into bulgaria and uh was that Greece, I guess, yeah, something like that, so this whole area is a hot spot syria is a is a shit show we caused that for the most part, not all of it, but played a pretty played a pretty big hand um of course, you've always got Israel um fighting with Syria. <sighs> um they're not they're not so much fighting with uh with egypt anymore which is good but um they they still got some beef with jordan maybe i think i don't know iraq's a shit show who knows what the fuck's going on over there and then let's go back to where world war Two started sarajevo in bosnia and herzegovina as far as i know bosnia and herzegovina are not There's nothing popping off there just yet. But Serbia and Kosovo, different story. This is all the Balkans. Um, But if you remember back to World War I, it was all kicked off in Sarajevo by a fellow named Gavrilo Princip, uh, assassinated the Archduke of uh, Austria, Franz Ferdinand, set off a chain of events that launched uh, Europe into war and then eventually the entire world only to happen again about 30 years later after it ended and um in the meanwhile like we never the and by we i mean the the western region never figured out a good way to break up this uh or, or allow this area to do its thing so yugoslavia was this huge country in in here um and there was a lot of, a ton of different ethnic um, issues throughout that whole area because there it was a huge country and, and there was a lot of like really old tribal um, disagreements within there and it led to war. Um, there's shit always cooking in, in the Balkans there. And right now you have serbian troops um threatening to march into kosovo to protect the ethnic serbians over there and uh there's there's been protests and they've like locked uh, locked down a highway and there's been some you know both sides kind of exchanging fire and it's a real tense situation and the the eu i think is uh Yeah. EU is prepared to send in peacekeepers. Um, Let me pull up that article. And. uh, Yeah. Here we go. So U.S. and EU envoys urge Kosovo and Serbia not to fuel violence. Envoys from the European Union and the United States have called on Kosovo and Serbia to remain calm and not fuel an ongoing ethnic crisis in Kosovo's north, where local Serbs have erected barricades to prevent police movement. Uh, Serb protesters in northern Kosovo have blocked main roads and exchanged fire with police after the arrest of a former Serb policeman for allegedly attacking Kosovo institutions and officials during rising tensions between authorities and Kosovo's Serb minorities. Um, This was another article. uh, EU prepared to send reinforcements to mission in Kosovo. Um, Didn't say how many they were willing to send. Um, But either way, like, Shit seems like it could pop off over there. And then when you look about, all right, so we were in Kosovo, or was it Serbia, or was it Bosnia? Where does Herzegovina play in? I don't know. And why is it our business? And we have that. And then you're like, all right, well, they're not that far from Italy. And Italy just um, elected a, what? the media is calling a, a far right wing, um, prime minister and their party is, um, taking power. Uh, you had this coup attempt in Germany and, uh, and also happened to be on the day of the, the Nord Stream pipeline bo- bombing. There were huge protests in Germany against the government to turn the Nord Stream back on because fuel prices and energy prices had gotten so fucking expensive in Germany. Um, One of the things that allowed <coughs> the Nazis and and uh, and fascists in general to rise to power in in Europe was the shitty economy. And when uh, <coughs> when you got a whole generation of your countrymen coming back from a war where they fought their ass off and they got thrown into you know one of the biggest meat grinders that's ever happened in world history Um, fought over the same couple hundred yards of turf for four years uh only to have uh have your government surrender on your behalf and then accept the terms of this peace deal which um just impoverished the the german the german people for all of the 20s and the 30s and um when you have that type of poverty it is a good time for old marxism to swoop in and talk about the evil capitalists and the workers of the world uniting and all that and um well we'll 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 come back to the whole workers of the world thing uh later on when i I give you my advice or my, my thoughts on how to how to survive this this upcoming conflict but um and that hopefully it, it just stays as just a conflict and not a full blown war. But <sighs> when when you put all of this shit into you know look at it from a thirty thousand foot view, like I don't know what, um. Oh, so you go over to you go over to to China and Taiwan. Well, Taiwan is not really part of China anymore but china still claims it and the rest of the world like talks about something else (laughs) when china brings up uh you know taiwan and you know that we got the one china policy which means taiwan's still kind of part of china i guess but now we've said like we'll support them militarily if china invades so that that's alarming um North Korea. I don't know. I think they just want people to know they got nukes, and uh, and they're just trying to get some sort of con- concession somewhere because uh, well, their people are starving um, by design, and they don't have a whole lot of industry, um, but they do have a lot of weaponry. So they're they've been selling artillery shells to Europe. I mean, to not to Europe to to Russia because uh, Russia's in the same boat as everyone else in, in Europe and NATO of uh, depleting their stockpiles, because they didn't think this thing was going to be that hard. It's amazing the hubris every time they one of these fuckers starts a war. They're like, we're going to be welcomed with open arms. Never happens. Doesn't happen. At least I haven't seen it yet. Um, and maybe they initially welcome you with open arms, and then they start uh, car bombing you and shit like that. Um. Anyway, then, so I don't I don't know what North Korea's got going on, what where they're where they're headed. Um, but I do know that Japan just ordered a bunch of Tomahawk missiles, which have a long, pretty long range, uh, long enough range for them to strike North Korea and probably China and Russia as well. Um, And yeah, that's a big deal because it's kind of an about face on Japan's uh, military philosophy, which before this was they called it pacifist, but uh, essentially it was just all self-defense weapons. If it if it had offensive strike capabilities, they just said, Nope, we're not going to do that. We learned our lesson from uh, our brief stint in Japanese imperialism, but now they're they got some Patriot missiles on or Tomahawk missiles, Tom- Patriot no Patriot missile systems the one going in in uh, Poland, which is uh, it's a missile defense system I guess uh, um, it's mostly used to shoot down um, ICBMs and whatnot but the tomahawks are definitely um an offensive weapon and they've got the range to strike some really bad guys that could start some really worse shit for the rest of the world so keep an eye on that um there's there's just a lot of this shit going down and then and then it, it's all for me it's just like I don't know where it's going to pop off i i would my my bet would be germany has something to do with it and um I, I just yeah i gotta go with the odds on money that it's probably gonna start in europe um <coughs> and that's gonna mean a bunch of things but the the main thing that's that's gonna mean is it's gonna take a lot of money and uh we're gonna have to mobilize like we haven't mobilized since world war Two. Um number two, that means the draft's probably coming back too. Uh you're not gonna be able to take on Russia and or China and or North Korea and or do something in the Balkans and or still continue to try to police the Middle East and North Africa and or maintain security here at home and or you know try to make sure that the mexican cartels don't get too powerful i'm gonna take a lot more than uh than an all volunteer fighting force to to do all of that uh and so yeah this shit pops off you can count on the draft coming back i i think that's i've like i said i've been wrong before been wrong on a lot of these predictions but i think that one you could probably take to the bank if uh shit pops off in europe and then that leads to a uh, shit popping off elsewhere mm, yeah we're gonna need a lot more troops than we got now a lot more which brings me to i guess my final point now we're where are we at we're at hour seven so where do we go from here how do we how do we manage through all this and I think there's a few things you can take advantage of if we if we learned anything through history so my dad Wes McKinley he's not my biological dad but he's the guy I call my dad uh, and then his his younger brothers my dad's the oldest of uh, of six boys uh, uncle Dave was uh, the one right below him they both received draft notices to go fight in Vietnam um, My dad was working for a farm, or working with my grandpa on a farm ranch operation. Uh, Uncle Dave was in school, didn't have a full time job. My dad got a deferment. Uh, Uncle Greg or Uncle Dave uh, was drafted, went to Vietnam. Donald J. Trump (coughs) claimed he had bone spurs. He was also going to college, did not go to Vietnam. Um, while a bunch of uh, bunch of other regular working class folks, black, brown, white, yellow, all got drafted, sent over to Vietnam to fight. Um get yourself a deferment because this one over in Europe's gonna be pretty ugly and I don't know if the US military has ever been in a war where the enemy is using drones to shoot back against them. <coughs> I know we've got, we, we've, we've got a lot, of a lot of experience in, um, picking apart terrorist cell groups in, in Middle Eastern countries. But the last time we fought a major power was, uh, well, the guy that we're fixing to go fight was on our side back then. And, um, i liked those that scenario better because uh germany doesn't have very many natural resources uh so i i mean i'm i'd be fine reversing this scenario and having putin on our side and we're fighting germany but that's not how it is it's not how the world works and um yet i don't know germany is interesting you had If you take this coup plot, I don't know how big of a deal it actually was. It made a lot of media stink, but I don't know. Obviously, there was no actual threat to the state power there. But you take that and then you also look at Poland, who possibly is responsible for blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline because, uh, well, that would mean that more gas got pumped through their pipelines in poland into germany and you know that makes them money so that's a good thing in their in their books um and then they also requested something like four trillion dollars in reparations from world war ii from germany and uh and germany is not real happy about it so you know a little trouble in paradise maybe i don't know um and it's just a perfect example of of how insightful all these uh these founding fathers of ours you know when when washington talked about not getting into entangling alliances in europe and and uh john quincy adam talked about refraining from gallivanting around the world looking for dragons to slay (coughs) like i don't know what our our relationship with serbia is i think they're more friendly with russia i don't know i believe kosovo is a nato member maybe I, I i i don't know and and for you folks out there that don't pay attention to this at all and you're just hearing it from me like yeah i if i don't know how's how's how somebody that doesn't pay attention at all know and how how are the people in, in power how are they gonna ex- try to expect us to know what the hell's going on <coughs> over in kosovo and serbia um let alone i like I don't know what uh Italy's ties are with russia if they're if they got some treaty I don't know what germany's um what their their situation is and it's just he seems like a lot of something that we should stay the fuck out even though we've caused a lot of this or at least had a pretty big hand in in uh, a lot of this shit happening over the over the past hundred years but i don't know if there's if it's ever too late to just stop doing that and yeah i don't know i don't know it's uh It's crazy. So um, one of the things that has become very apparent um, is with this ammunition shortage, with uh, Zelensky demanding more and more weapons, and the military-industrial complex being what it is, those companies that make these weapons are going to make a shitload of money, shitload of money, especially since, uh, in part of the, the new national defense authorization act, um, it's, uh, like open, open bid contracts or something where we're essentially like, I mean, it's technically an open bid, but like everybody knows who's getting the bid and it's, uh, and it's the guys that, Make javelins and shit. So, ah. That being said, like, when, when, uh, with, when all these contracts start kicking in and, and we're trying to replenish our own stockpile as, as well as, as keep, uh, Ukraine in business. Yeah. I, I would say, like, if you're, if you're, uh, kind of, Thinking this cowboy shit's not paying so well, I would go get a factory job at Lockheed or um, Raytheon or Boeing or General Dynamics or any of these these major. Like, go take a look at, at what the, uh, our m- military is using right now. Find who makes those products, and this is not financial advice, but it seems to me like a dumbass podcaster. Those would be solid investments, but. I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I do know that a lot of companies that make those, uh, those munitions and whatnot are union labor They're union job. That's another thing I would recommend if you don't have a good, uh, a good situation where you're at cowboying, there's no shame in uh, go working in the factory for a little bit to, to get you some money. Uh, those union jobs in the factory the work might suck probably not as bad as a cold day a horseback you know when when it's just windy and miserable and you got a lot of shit to do i bet the factory ain't that bad compared to compared to uh this past saturday you know um so yeah i i think um I think a union job at one of these companies right now might be a good ticket might be a good way to get a uh, deferment out of out of that old draft deal um but i mean if if you're dead set on like being being the american badass and 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 joining up more power to you um I respect the hell out of it. I would not recommend any uh any of my kids uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, unless shit kind of comes around back to to normal, I I would, I would not recommend my kids join the military. I would not recommend any of the the younger folks that listen to the show that, that still are, you know, kind of in that age range for military service. I, like, I, I wouldn't recommend, uh, any of you guys, you know, signing up right now. Like, I'd say buy a gun and be ready to fight here because, (laughs) <laughs> and that's one thing for sure is short of uh full-on you know thermonuclear war we're probably okay over here we got the Pacific Ocean between us and Russia and China we got the Atlantic Ocean between us and Europe and Africa and uh <sighs> We've got a government to our north that is run by the biggest pussy I've ever seen in my life, and then we got um, very fertile territory for the taking. I would I would advise, um, and I'm not I'm not a hawk, not a not, you know I'm I'm very for the most part I would I would say very non-interventionalist, but. Mexico's broke like that 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 whole country is just fucking broken not broke wasn't a good word broken I, I don't know how you fix that shit um, we had a we had a big hand in that with the with the drug war and I don't know I, I don't know how you fix that um, but it seems like maybe maybe this might be one little case where imperialism ain't that bad Um. It could backfire horribly, but eh, what are you gonna do? Um but I I would highly recommend getting involved in your local politics and particularly with people who are of the the mindset to tell the federal government to pound sand and let us live our lives. Like those are the type of people that you need to get at the local and state level. Um personally i would spend some money in stocks i would look at all of these uh these defense contractors and see see what their bottom line is see what the the records say and maybe maybe it's a ends up being a clean puff piece and maybe you break something huge who knows but i uh I think independent journalism is going to be huge going forward. Um, know how to use the Internet. That's always a good thing. Um, not everything on the Internet is good, but knowing how to navigate it is uh, is essential. And so be, be Internet savvy to a certain extent, just at least enough to know how to get some shit, uh, whatever that shit might be. Um, and if you do end up, uh, end up in Ukraine, Godspeed, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a long fucking winter. It is cold up there and (sighs) yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know what, where, where all this is headed. I really don't, but just looking at history, I, I, it just seems more and more like this shit's had to conflict and like a major conflict and this is kind of our generation's uh you know Cuban missile crisis except this is Russian missile crisis and we had a big play in uh getting to that point just like we did with uh with Cuba and all that and it seems to me that well you don't have to be overly apologetic to these world leaders you can stand your your ground and show that you're you know the working man without without all the show you know like he it's funny watching that guy work man i don't know where i'm headed with any any of this but the these defense industry stocks not a not a financial advisor but i i'm going to buy some of that <clears throat> i'm 37 years old i think i'm probably too old for the draft but when you look at ukraine and they've lost 100,000 soldiers now they're drafting people that are um you know just under the age of 40 so you you got some 40 year olds getting ready to go hit the front lines and he uh man it's one thing to have a, a guerrilla force uh, against a you know Middle Eastern dictator, but to try and stare down the fucking Russians, man. Like, how how many people have they made die, or have they disappeared? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's one thing. I like. I think you ought to be. You don't have to be scared of them, but you ought to be somewhat careful when you're talking shit to Russia, you know. Um one of the one of the reasons I, I I'm pushing for this union job deal is for whatever reason on the conservative and libertarian side of the political spectrum, there has been almost no effort whatsoever to get in the good graces with uh, the labor unions i'm not a big labor union fan myself because i don't i don't like socialism i hate communism hate them both but i also understand the power of or i can see the power of collective bargaining and in today's day and age i think it's going to take a lot of worker strikes to uh, to claw back any semblance of normalcy you know, the, the crazy part about this COVID stuff is not only did, uh, you know, it locked people down and screwed up the the supply chain and all, all of that, (coughs) but it just riled up tensions, uh, domestically and, you know, and foreign tensions as well. I mean, just like, People are are so on edge and I I don't know, like if you're a young guy, I don't know exactly how you go about getting a deferment outside of working in agriculture. But if, you know, if we're headed the way of of Netherlands, we're that's not going to matter much anyway. Netherlands is just trying to get rid of their agriculture sector all kind of all together they uh, they it was a one-time buyback uh offer that was like i was above market price or whatever that uh, the dutch government's offering these farmers and ranchers to just quit stop doing agriculture and um if they take it great if not you're gonna have it taken anyways and we're fairly decent friends with the netherlands and so if you don't think they could try that here well they definitely could and anymore i wouldn't put them past them if they if they did i mean it just seems like something maybe they would try um but man if you're if you're gonna send a million troops overseas you gotta figure out how to feed them and uh, that means if you're in the business of growing some sort of food, um, or a product that ends up as food, I'd say you got a pretty, pretty steady job. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we're gonna go back to like the rosy the Riveter days or whatnot, but I would also, like I said, I would av- avoid that. I would avoid that army. Military, like the plague, if I could, because I, I, I have no faith in 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 the leadership whatsoever, and I it just pains me to think of of the number of lives that would be wasted on this fucking border squabble between a couple of old dudes, <coughs> and just it's crazy, and then like that that's kind of the the feeling that a lot of the the union guys have it's like yeah well, fuck this company, but well you know if we stick together we can make things a little bit better and and i'm I'm all about that a little bit you know like i i'm I'm pro businesses uh just about anybody on earth, but sometimes uh business business needs to be put in check because they're they're fucking up too much and um uh, I don't know. I think the labor's the labor unions used to kind of do a pretty good job of it. anymore. I I'm not sure what the labor unions do uh, besides just give money to Democrats. But I don't know. Maybe you get a couple uh, conservative type guys working in the same factory, and they uh, you know one of one of them or both of them gets gets on as a union rep and uh, and kind of changes the course of how an organization like that goes especially if you got a bunch of people uh jumping on board and another you know and some new people doing doing the same thing i you know don't don't let these these people be the only ones that if they're going to send us into a stupid war let's fucking make some money on their backs you know just follow follow their, where their money's going and might put your own money down they seem to be pretty good at playing that stock market um and if you do get drafted man it shouldn't be too hard for you to move up the ranks given uh today's nonsense who they've been like recruiting to the military just more and more just 50 thousand shades of gay that we <laughs> that were being bombarded with nowadays um yeah i don't think it'd be hard to skip over uh somebody for a promotion that um requests for certain pronouns to be used. I mean, this is your you're getting ready to go fight in the the most lethal fighting force the world has ever seen and you're worried about fucking pronouns and get the fuck out or you you know, give me 50 push-ups and then get the fuck out. Is be like what a what a drill sergeant would say to that horse shit so like if you do get drafted and uh and you're reasonably comp- competent and uh have some survival skills yeah you'll probably make a pretty good officer uh that other guy wouldn't so i eh, try to be try to be a good leader be a leader in your community pay attention to who's getting elected locally which is something i need to do a better job of and if push comes to shove like run for office so you can speak out against this nonsense like it's just insane how much money we've spent on (laughs) on all of it so uh yeah that money's got to go somewhere and get your get your little piece of the pie while you can find where these fuckers are investing and uh yeah i bet you i bet you you could bet on that (laughs) i bet you you could bet i i think you'd be uh i think you'd be in the right spot where where the the money starts to flow a little bit so anyhow i don't think we're completely screwed but get ready for some some rationing um get ready for all of these climate change people when push comes to shove i think uh they're gonna be like, hey, we fucking need some oil. Go drill some oil, please, please, drill some oil. I think that's where we're gonna be. Um, so I don't know, man. You look at all these, uh, like NATO's the big treaty in Europe, but there's there's so many there's so many other little agreements and not necessarily treaties, but mutual. I don't know if we got any mutual defense pacts, but. We've got those things just by a different name all throughout the system. And it, it, it looks it looks pretty daunting if you're not already tied in. But, like, put good people in so maybe we don't have this uh, fucking fiasco down the road. <sighs> um, and, I don't know, keep listening to me. I'll try to make you laugh. Um I do, I do appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, when you do, it's, uh, it's been a pretty good ride for, for the, for old 2022 ups and downs, but overall pretty good ride. I'm going to try to do a Festivus episode here. Um, I think it's on the 23rd. Uh, gotta see what I got going on, but I, I will be doing a Festivus episode, um, possibly I'll get Aaron to, to chip in on that. And other than that, it's going to be kind of busy from here to the end of the year. So I will try to get some episodes out when I can, but I'm not going to guarantee the three times a week that I normally do. But I will guarantee if you sign up at patreon.com slash burn daylight, you will be the first ones to be allowed to listen to it or watch it either way. First ones, first ones get to see it on on Patreon. Um, yeah, if you would go check out my, uh, I am a brand ambassador for for Bubs Natural Naturals. They uh, they sell collagen peptides and uh, MCT oil and apple cider vinegar vinegar gummies. Uh, they're gonna have a coffee coming soon, but they're it's a really good company named after one of the guys that. Uh, that was killed in the Benghazi raid back in, uh, when was that, 2012? And uh, 2016, 2012, I can't remember. Um, either way, uh, Glenn Bub Doherty, uh, he was killed in Benghazi. His his best friend started this company and uh, named it after him. It's good stuff. Um, Collagen is supposed to be really good for your hair, your joints, your nails, um, your skin it's uh they call it like the fountain of youth uh stuff is it true i don't fucking know probably not but it doesn't uh, affect the way my coffee tastes and it does seem to maybe maybe my my joints feel a little bit better maybe we'll see um but if you buy it use the promo code burning daylight i'll get a little kickback and uh you'll be helping the show in that way too so please go do that uh, patreon.com slash burning daylight and, uh, bubs Find the stuff that works for you. I recommend it all. Apple cider vinegar gummies are fantastic. Um, the, the MCT oil helps you take vitamins in the morning. If you don't eat, like I typically don't eat before I leave the house. I just, uh, I get a cup of coffee. Now I do a scoop of, uh, of collagen, do a scoop of MCT, blend that bitch up. And, uh, then i take my vitamin and i don't i don't get nauseous from it because uh, i got a good lipid in my stomach for the vitamins to to bind to and whatnot i don't know i don't know exactly the science but either way um i've been rambling on long enough um but please please go go sign up or, or go support the show in any way you can uh uh I would appreciate it dearly we got some i got some big plans coming up for for the next year but it's gonna take some money to do so so tell a friend uh share it around please help me get these numbers up sign up for the patreon i I promise it's uh the the extra content is uh pretty golden uh you know we, we 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 go hard in the paint and then also the live streams like that that's where all the the live streams are and i'd like to get a few more of you on comment and and uh blowing up the the comments so let's get back to that and um so go sign up patreon.com slash burning daylight have a great week and uh we'll be back here on friday or saturday depending (laughs) and um hope you guys have a great great holiday season as well so anyway I'm going to bed now. Move your ass. We're burning daylight.
2: When you read the sky, what's that about all the crowd? You ever seen a man? <laughs>
0: are so bright pull your hat down make sure your cinch is tight horse is kind of snuffy